Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans, and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than seven days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families and businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, follow like them on Instagram, Facebook at Grand Lighthouse Coffee or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. This is how it works. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Make sure you use promo code EASTWEST when you sign up and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of at least $20. Download Thrive Fantasy from the App Store, Google Play Store, or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. It is finally here. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from Raymond James Stadium and Super Bowl 55. The KC8, here's the snap out of the gun. Play action fake, pass to Gronkowski. He's going to score a touchdown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. Holy guacamole. Here's the snap. Brady looking, Brady looking, looking, looking. Those toward the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski's got two today. Brady had five seconds to throw this football, and it took all of it for him to find Gronkowski. They'll put this at the one-yard line with ten seconds remaining in the half. Ball has to be incomplete or in the end zone. They fake a handoff. Brady fires a slant low. Is it a touchdown? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown and the box at seven. It's 21 to six. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! Leonard Fournette 
Mahomes running to his right. Look out, he may run. Mahomes directly. Don't no, throw the other Battle intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, what I told you. What I told you. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. Yeah. And there's more to come, right, Tom? There's yeah. more to come as far as football. Yeah, we're coming back. We're coming back. know that. Coming back. Tom Brady's coming back. There you go. Congratulations, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55 champions. And those were some of the sounds from Super Bowl 55. Thank you so much for listening to the East-West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside of with me, like always, Kendall Whitley, Jerry Martinez. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, everybody, man? Oh, man, that Super Bowl hangover is still in full effect. Yes, and let's go. Let's dive right into it. Let's talk about Super Bowl 55. Now, you know, coming into Sunday, a lot of people are expecting a close game, but that's actually not what we got. Uh, final score of Super Bowl 55, Chiefs 9, Buccaneers 31, and we saw a dominant performance from that Tampa Bay defense. Dominant is an understatement, man. They they beat the brakes off of Kansas City, man. It, it was crazy, man. I mean, everybody. I think a lot of fans and a lot of people that's watching the home, they probably want their money back because the game didn't turn out to what they what they thought it was going to be. I mean, it, it was it was a beat down, and I think from like the second quarter on, we kind of knew which way this game was. Going. Well, I'll say the third quarter on. Tampa Bay came out first drive, they scored a touchdown. It's kind of it kind it kind of felt like they came out. It was ready to put a fork in the put a fork in the cheese, just ready to go at the end. They ain't want to give them nothing, no air to breathe, and they just ready to go ahead and get the game over with. I mean, just constant pressure on Mahomes all game. I know that he was missing his, his two tackles, but I, I don't think if, they had, if he had those tackles, they, they would have been able to block those guys. Because Barrett and Sue and Pierre Party was coming all night. So just a dominated performance. By, and hats up to Todd Bowles. Just a great – he called a great game, a tremendous game. I think you said it very well there, Kendall. I mean – I, I will I will say this. I mean, you already invested in the future, right, with um Patrick Mahomes and uh and then also with your defensive line your defensive tackle Chris Jones. Uh but obviously you can see that all that Pat- Patrick Mahomes magic it really can only get you so far. And the first thing that comes to mind is the Chiefs need to address that offensive line position, get more depth. You know, solidify it and and establish a running game. They have uh, they have Clyde Edwards Hilaire who looks like he can have a real bright future in the NFL. But man, you can just tell right away when they abandoned that running game completely. Patrick Mahomes was still making some passes. Was I mean, as he's going down to the ground, putting in the money, and they couldn't come away. So it's just one of those things that when you look back, it just Complete defense dominance and great execution from Tom Brady, the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, it, just an amazing performance overall from that full Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers team. The coaching staff as well. Todd Bowles, hats off to him. Byron left, which they call the perfect game. And the Chiefs just looked off. Even in the in the start of the game, they, they, just, they just didn't look right. So, I mean, who knows if that had anything to do with Andy Reid's son. 
the events that occurred Thursday night before them leaving Kansas City. I mean, there was a lot of different things going on. But my question is, Le'Veon Bell, where was he at? I mean, I know that Chiefs running game was not non-existent, but, I mean, you brought this guy in to kind of, you know, help out in this situation. Yeah, that was kind of surprising. I thought Le'Veon Bell was going to get a couple of looks this game, but, I mean, they, 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 I, don't, I don't even think he got in at all, did he? No. No, I, yeah, I, I'm no. just like it, that. That was shocking to me. I thought Bell would have got in. He was active, but he wasn't. He was nowhere to be found. Sammy Watkins had one catch. McCole Harmon had a couple catches. Tyreek Hill and, and and Travis Kelsey they got a lot of catches and yards and garbage time. The game was near about over when they whenever they tried to whenever they, it was time for them to show up. So I mean, when you look at it, Tabo's called a tremendous game, and just the Chiefs from a discipline standpoint. They, they they had no discipline this past this past Sunday. I mean, just all these owner, how many penalties? But they had a bunch of penalties, offense and defense. Now some of the defensive penalties they were kind of bogus. I didn't like them, but especially that that passing interference on Bashar Breeland. Um, they try. I guess they try to say he tried to tackle Mike Evans, but that was a terrible call. And then the other one, um, I think that the corner Sheed, they they try to say he was holding. I believe Mike Evans, but that 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 call had nothing to do with the play. I mean, the ball wouldn't even go in there. So, that, yeah, I yeah. think it was a, a yeah. couple of bogus calls. But other than that, it was just a, a sloppy game from the Chiefs. Um, overall, you said uh, both of y'all said it well. I mean, but that was a lot stacked up. I, I Didn't they even have, like, a COVID scare right before, days before the game? Yeah, so this, it actually occurred a week before Sunday. It was either Sunday or Monday that um, one of the players was getting a haircut, and midway through the haircut – the barber ended up getting his results and he was positive for COVID-19. Um, so, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was scheduled to get a haircut by I that barber. It was a couple of players that had to uh, isolate themselves from the team, but they were clear to play for Super Bowl 55. Um, the biggest thing to me was that Pat Mahomes, I believe got surgery today on his turf toe. So, I mean, that kind of tells you it was more serious than what people initially thought. I mean, I mean, we're only four four days out, right, from Super Bowl Fifty Five, and you already got a um, you already got a surgery on it. No, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I mean, we I said it earlier. I mean, there's only so much he could do, but man, he was out there still fighting and still trying his best. But I, I an, an interesting story with that barber. They literally, t- they literally, he was in the the story says he was in the middle of the haircut and they pulled him out immediately in the middle of a haircut. Yeah. So that's insane, but man, it just everything just kind of fell to the temp, to Tampa Bay's, uh, you know, it fell in their favor, and Tampa Bay did not let off, and they played they played a hell of a game and dominated. It. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, obviously Pat Mahomes is one of the you know one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, but that kind of just shows you, even if you have a great quarterback, he can't do it all. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that Buccaneers def- uh, defense, offense, I mean, they were a complete football team. Gronkowski, Rob, he, I mean, he got in the end zone twice. Yeah. No one was expecting him to score touchdown yeah. in the Super Bowl. It's crazy. And um, Tom said, I, I've, seen a, I've seen a report that Tom said he, he was going to try to get Gronk involved in the Super Bowl. Because, you know, he's been kind of quiet, and he did. Antonio Brown, too, scored a touchdown. Antonio yeah. Brown, Mr. Call God, yeah, <laughs> scored a touchdown as well. The strange thing, the crazy thing about the Buccaneers is they played they played the Washington team, and, you know, I think Chris Godwin had a pretty good game. A.B. had a game. But against the Saints, um, Evans, Godwin, and A.B., they didn't, do, they didn't really do much. Against the Packers, A.B. didn't even play. And, I mean, Evans made a couple catches. Godwin made a few catches. But it ain't like they had a 100-yard game or nothing. And then, I mean, all three of them, they didn't, they didn't do much. Godwin didn't. 
Godwin didn't even have 50 yards. I don't think he had 30 yards. Um, Evans had a few catches, and A.B., I mean, they didn't – Grunt was the leading receiver, I think, for not for the most part. So they didn't really do much. I mean, they just they – just, they didn't really – Tampa was a complete team. On paper, when you look at Tampa, off, I mean, they, they're just more of a complete team. They got the defense. Kansas City just had the offense, and they got the players. So well, Tampa yeah. had a better complete team. I mean, the two story, the the two th- the two takeaways. Looking back now, is look how how important having a dominant tight end is on your team. I know, I mean, we can we can. There's only a handful a handful in the NFL, right? Uh, most notable uh, is is you know Travis Kelsey. I think he's probably right there at the top. Him, George Kittle, uh, and then Rob Gronkowski, uh, Darren Darren Waller. I mean. If you have one of those type tight ends, look at look at the damage that a tight end can do in the game for you, and just the the Buccaneers. Also, the the second thing I'm taking away is Buccaneers are gonna have to make some magic happen to 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 have a repeat. I mean, they're they're kind of cash strapped right now. Yeah, and, and you know, let, and let's talk about that. So obviously, we saw Leonard Fournette playoff Lenny score touchdown in Super Bowl Fifty Five as well. He might be a player that might not come back. He, I think he's going to demand a lot of money in free agency. Uh, Chris yes. Godwin, I do not believe, will be back as well. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the boat parade yesterday that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had. Um, <laughs> the best but ever. It, it looked like a great time, right? I mean, everyone's having fun. You got Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi to another boat like it's nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was insane, man. I'll tell you this. They, they look like they're living it up. Even – Bruce Arians, man. I mean, taking shots at the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, hey. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Jerry. Let's let's listen into Bruce Arians yesterday from the boat parade. I I cannot I cannot take credit for any of this. All right, we have the best coaching staff in the NFL, and we damn sure got the best players in the NFL. All right. And anybody that says running back bullshit. All right, that was Kansas City's bullshit. We're going for two. All right, we're going for two, and we ain't stopping. All right, we're going to keep this band together, and they know how to win. All right, I can't thank the players, the families enough for all the support during this crazy-ass year that we had to put up with. All right, you beat COVID, and you beat every damn team we lined up against. All right. They're going to curse. curse. They're gonna and you curse did it the right time. way. Oh, shit. Again? Vita, I'm going to kick your ass. Where are you? All right. You heard Bruce. He says they're going to go for two. Two. He said, let's run it back. He goes, forget them. Let's run it back. So they want to <laughs> go back to back. I mean, they have the quarterback in place. I mean, to me, it kind of just shows that Tampa Bay really started playing good football, you know, week 13. And I think that had a lot to do with no uh, off-season workouts, all the COVID protocols. Uh, I think this team is primed to make another run to another Super Bowl next year. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's, there's, there's nothing I can say that that can convince myself that they cannot do it. Yeah. Hey, and I predicted it correct. You did. I said the Buccaneers were going to win Super Bowl Fifty Five. So he called it yep. at the beginning of the season. Yep. Give myself a little tap in the back for that one. <laughs> All right, guys, real quick. Uh, let me just get your guys' thoughts on the Chiefs and moving forward. What do they have to do to come back? I think, I think for one, 
they gotta get that. They, they, well, for one, gets gets some of these injured players back. You know, you, I know they're gonna get their left tackle back. They had one that opt out, then they had the um that's when they got hurt into the Achilles, Eric Fisher. So get your tackles back, get back healthy. Let Le'Veon Bell walk. I mean, you still got you got your future in Clyde. It was hilarious. Le'Veon Bell, he 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 won't be back with the Chiefs. Sammy Watkins won't be there. Um, improve your depth. Cause Watkins is gone. Robinson's gone. Get another wide receiver in the offseason, maybe in the draft. It's not a top need because you got Tyreek and you got McCole Hartman. You might can bring Robinson back on a cheap deal, but you know, get some more depth there. Um, and I think that defense, I think they need another pass rusher opposite of Frank Clark. Get another pass rusher, and I think they need another, they need another corner. I think they get you still got the honey badger back there. They got uh Juan Thornhill. They get a corner and another pass rusher, and just bring. And they got a few injured players coming back. I think the Chiefs will be right back in it next year. Yeah, I think I said earlier they got to address the offensive line. They got to be, they got to make sure they hit home runs with their with their draft picks because I mean, they're going to be a little bit cash strapped themselves. I think if they can solidify that offensive line, you know, to establish a running game, that would help out Patrick Mahomes not having to put so much on his shoulders and and bailing the team out. I think the defense still has some key pieces in place. Um, yeah, they got to address the corner position. Uh, Real quick, um, do y'all know how many picks the Chiefs have this year in, in this year's draft? Do, do we have that? Do y'all have that close by? So I do have that. They they do have a first, a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh. So okay, they'll be, they'll be picking 31st, 63rd, 95th, 127, 159, and 223. It's like and when you picking and you picking the back end of the draft. You you just hoping to get an okay play. You probably don't get a starter or nothing. You never know. I mean, th- this this year's this year's cra- uh, crop of of of. I mean, just overall, I think that when you look at it, this crop is going to be. You're going to have some. You're going to be able to get at least two starters in the first three rounds. Wow, I I agree that Jerry and Walter, y'all. I mean, Jerry, I know you and Walter, y'all do the draft show whatnot. What do you think the Chiefs should go in that with that first round pick? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll say. It, I'll say it right now. They need to solidify that offensive line. So. When you stack up the paper and you see somebody a schematic fit, you know, of course you want to address, uh, you always want to lock in that offensive tackle. I think that uh, Eric Fisher has been there for, you know, he's been there for the better half of, of Chiefs before Chiefs became Chiefs kingdom. So I think you need to, uh, you need to either, you know, hope, hope to find somebody that can either play that offensive tackle position, but can slide in. Uh, I think I can name some names out there. I know that I know as of late, uh, there's been some some names that have been skyrocketing up ever since the Senior Bowl. Uh, most notable have been uh, Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. He mm-hmm. played left. He plays left tackle. Uh, I said it earlier in the draft show, man. They play. That guy plays offensive. He plays offensive tackle. As he looks like a defensive. He looks like a defensive tackle playing offensive tackle. I mean, he's just a mean machine. Super powerful, super aggressive. Looking at a pancake, if he doesn't work at offensive tackle, you can make him on a perennial offensive guard. Uh, so that's that's the type of player that they should address. Somebody that has the ability to play the offensive tackle, if not swing in and uh, be a solid offensive guard. I think you do that, and like I said, get that balance of run and pass. I know that Andy Reid's has always been a passing type of of coach, but still more protection equals better results for the offense. Coming up next, 
we'll discuss some quarterbacks that might be playing for a new team next NFL season. But first, a word from our sponsor. Whether you're flexing your faith or customizing clothes, Lambs of God Designs is a place to go. Check out the latest merch at lambsofgod.faith. Use the promo code EASTWEST to get 10% off your order. Now back to the show. Let's talk about some quarterbacks that might be playing for a new team next NFL season. Let's start off with Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. Jerry, where do you think he's going to end up playing? I think it's it's between the Chicago Bears and the uh, Indianapolis Colts. But, I mean, two first-round picks is kind of hard to, to kind of fork over nowadays. You know, the, those first-round picks are, are are so valuable. So, we'll see. I mean, we, we, we've seen this as a pattern from the Philadelphia Eagles that like to collect quarterbacks and use them as draft capital. So, it's worked out for them in the past. Let's see if it does, if it does the trick for them this year. Or this new season. Yeah, I mean, it was reported earlier last week that Chicago was close to having a deal in place with the Philadelphia Eagles to inquire uh, Carson Wentz. But now reports surfacing that Carson Wentz does not want to go to Chicago. Kendall, let me get your thoughts. Yeah, I think the Colts are the better destination of the two between the Colts and the Bears. And Jerry got it right. But I think my gut feeling is they go, um, that the Eagles are going to make a deal. They're going to strike a deal with the, um, with the Bears. Because I don't think the Colts want to give up a lot. The Bears are willing to do it, so I think I think the, I think sometime between now and the next week or so, I think he's going to be a Chicago Bear, and they're going to send Nick Foles and maybe another player in a pick and a couple of picks back to Philadelphia. I think it was the Bleacher Report that yeah. said that he was going to be dealt early this week, right, and mm-hmm. early Thursday. So something's going on. Yeah, I believe maybe, it was for over, yeah maybe I, over the weekend something breaks. Yeah, I believe it was for a first Nick Foles and a third. I could be wrong, um, but again. He's going to be playing somewhere new. I mean, that that's that's something we know for sure, right? Because he does not want yeah. to be in Philadelphia anymore. I mean, two complete, uh, completely uh, different situations in uh, Indianapolis and Chicago. Chicago, you got the GM and, and the head coach on the hot seat, and they, they need to win now. They need to win yesterday. So, I mean, obviously two different teams. I mean, with the Colts, uh, Phillip Rivers just retired, obviously. They have a great team intact. And they're just missing the quarterback. So we'll see what happens with Carson Wentz. Yeah, you said it right. The Colts have an ascending running game going and they have some yeah, they have dude. some nice pieces at wide receiver. Yeah, I like um I think I like Michael Pittman there. T. Y. Hilton's a free agent. They still got Chester Rogers, I believe. Um, Zach Pascal. I think either Chester Rogers or Pascal, one of them are free agent. It might be both of them. But um they they got some decent pieces. You got Allie Cox and Jack Doyle there at tight end. They got a tremendous running game, and you already know how the offensive line is. Colts have a young and improving defense, and that division is winnable. So I think, yeah, I mean, the best fit is for them to go to Indianapolis with Frank Wright as his coach and a great supporting cast. I think, the, I mean, the Colts would be a top – I think they could be a top five team in the AFC next year. Yeah, I think Wentz prefers to play indoors and outdoors, and it gets pretty cold in Chicago. Yes. All right. The next quarterback we're going to talk about, obviously, this one's the, the story that never ends, Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans. Where will he be playing next season? Let's start off with Kendall this one. This is an interesting one, man. I think he's going to end up being – if I had to pick right now, man, I, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think it's going to be a Dolphin. 
think it's going to end up being the Miami Dolphins, but I think it, this it's not happening no time soon, not in the near future. It think, I think it's going to play out. Maybe it's something that happens maybe um, in a couple months near the draft or something like that, it's, it, but I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be very interesting. It might I, I, it might lead past the draft. It's going to be a while, though. I think the um, Texans, they're going to stand pat. I think they're um, – the general, not the general manager, but the president just resigned like yesterday. I can't think of his name, but he just he just resigned. He stepped down, so the house is falling apart there in Houston. So I mean, if you're if maybe if you're the Dolphins or if you're the Texans, you might want to get this done before the draft so you can get that pick or whatnot. But I think I think the Texans they're going to stand packed, and um, Deshaun Watson doesn't really have to play this year. He can sit out or whatnot. But you know they're going to try they're going to try to get some of that money or whatnot. But it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I think I think it's going to be a Miami Dolphin. Yeah, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to tell. I wasn't I think I saw a report that of course the the kicker that makes it difficult is the no trade clause so he can kind of deny the team yeah that re, that that gives the Texans the 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 kitchen the sink. Best offer, and, yeah. Yeah, so I think I even saw a report that he wanted to be in the AFC West, was it? I mean, there's a lot of reports so I mean, whenever the story first broke out, um it was rumored that he preferred destination was either Miami or with the New York Jets. Mm. Um, I mean, both different situations, right? Miami was close to making in the playoffs. Jets, they just hired a new head coach in Robert Sala, and they have some rebuilding to do. Keep an eye on the Carolina Panthers. Yes, sir. They were also rumored to make a strong push for Deshaun Watson as well. It was in Stafford. And you know, and, and then and, but it's crazy because they just signed Bridgewater to like a three-year. They gave a big year, a, a three-year big deal. So I mean, they'd have to eat. They, I mean, they, um, they'd have to trade him or cut Bridgewater. You never had Bridgewater in the show, wasn't there? So they have to do something with Bridgewater. But I think the perfect fit. I think it's gonna be a Dolphin, but the perfect fit would be the Panthers because they already got a good team around. They wouldn't have to give up no players or whatnot. They could just give them a boatload of picks. And the Panthers are. I think they're they're like a year or two away from being ready to win right now. They get a couple pick players on defense. They got an offense already, and that was just with Mister Conservative Bridgewater. They get, if they can um put insert Deshaun Watson, take Bridgewater out, get just a couple players in this year's draft on on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they they could be right there in the NFC. Because Deshaun, if Bridgewater gives you, I think they would have had six or seven wins this year. If Bridgewater gives you that, Deshaun Watson, you probably get at least nine to ten wins with Watson, if not more. It's kind of hard. You have to stack up. This year's uh quarterback cor- uh crop, and align it with Deshaun Watson. You know, I think that. You know, you you you're the Panthers. I mean, would it would it cost you? How much would it cost you to move up to? Uh, I don't know. Let's just say third with Miami, who doesn't need a quarterback. Yeah, and they get themselves a Justin Fields. Now they got the one A one B, uh, quarterback in place, and they didn't have to give up four first round picks yeah i mean when it comes down to this deshaun watson trade i think what we have to notice is if a team is really going to give up i mean let's think about what matt stafford got right and um last or i'm sorry the detroit lions they got two first uh and a third if i'm not mistaken and then also uh, could be a franchise quarterback in jared Goff. so i mean i mean yeah, so I mean, so if you're in a situation where the Carolina Panthers are, I mean, they're just not one quarterback away from making it, right? They still have some holes to fill. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I'll do that though. If I was Matt Rule, I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson's talent, you know, it's outstanding and whatnot. But let's not let's not take away the team aspect, right? The team building, 
that still needs to be done in Carolina. Yeah, and I'll say this, man. If Zach Wilson was there, I think that that's like a match made in heaven. The Carolina Panthers and Zach Wilson, holy moly. Mm-hmm, that'd be two, nice. I'll, two yes, rock stars. Be- you got a rock star quarterback and a rock star head coach, and I think they can make the magic happen. I yeah. think that's they that word. They say that Zach Wilson would be a perfect fit in Carolina, so I agree with you there, Jerry. What, what about the Washington football team? Hmm. Man, honestly, I'm going to go to the draft on this one because they just signed Tyler Haneke to a uh, two-year two year deal. Yeah, two-year extension. Mm-hmm. So when you stop, you look at it, you got Alex Smith, you have Tyler Haneke. I think when you look at the big picture, man, they can, they can actually just sit pretty and sit nice. Mm-hmm. And let's just say that, tra- that, that, that very intriguing prospect and Trey Lance is there. I think you pull the trigger on him, kind of groom him in between in between the two quarterbacks you have in place. I think Trey Lance has a, a very similar skill set to a Dak Prescott. So, you know, it's just one of those things where he's a smart player. He's not gonna he's not gonna force anything that he doesn't need to. That's from what I've seen on game tape. Of course, this year he didn't play because, you know, the the whole COVID the whole COVID situation for that you know, for that conference that he was playing out of. Mm-hmm. But I think that they could just stay put and maybe a trade lands falls to him and they, they groom in slowly. I mean, there's no rush to start them your run. Yeah. And, you know, the Texans have came out and said, hey, like, we're not interested to trade Deshaun Watson. And uh, Cal McNair, I mean, they, they don't have to trade him. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but it's just facts. They don't have to move him if they don't want to, right? It's true. Right. And if, so. he, if he sits out, He's got to pay back every single penny that he signed off on. I don't I don't think he'll sit out. I think right now it's kind of like, all right, well, I'll do this if you don't trade me. You know, the Texans have the cards in place, right? I mean, they're I know that a lot of people, and this is an un, unpopular opinion, but again, the Houston Texans do not have to trade Deshaun Watson if they do not want to. And those are just the facts. Well, if everybody tuned into the Super Bowl when they put the um Put the camera on Russell and Sierra. He did not look happy. He he he, he looked he looked mad at this year's Super Bowl. He didn't he, he did not look good at the Super Bowl. And then he came he went on Dan Patrick. So he's been he's done a couple of interviews since then. I think he's doing one more too as I speak. But um, he just something something's going on there. And um, we started seeing some reports last week. He wasn't happy with the protection. And we seen it this year. I watched like a lot of Seattle Seahawks games. And every time they, they like they have a three and out, he gets sacked or something like that. He get you see a little angry. He'd be a little angry on, on the sidelines. So I think um something's going on there, and we, it's going to be interesting to see what Seattle does. It's definitely a situation to monitor. we got the draft. We've got free agency coming up. But I think this is definitely – I think this ain't ending no time soon. Anytime your star player just comes out and just start talking out of nowhere, especially when he's, no, he's, not, normally one to, he's not normally one to do that, it's, it's something to look at. So we'll see what happens there. All I'm going to say this is he's, he's 32. He's going to be 33 – later on in this new year i think that you know they've neglected to find him the right protection and he's been running for his life making magic happen and i think that it just i mean it comes down to let me be a quarterback you know and i think that a a lot of things can be taken out of context especially you know in in that kind of setting i mean that's what that's what that's what you know when you go on air that's exactly what happens is they're trying to make a story out of nothing. And obviously, so, you know, he's just speaking his mind. I mean, he, he,
he's earned it. He has earned it. He's won a Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks. He wants to get back to the Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But how do you expect him to win a Super Bowl if he doesn't have protection? We learned that watching Patrick Mahomes lose. He didn't have the protection. Well, and then uh, we actually have Russell Wilson's comments here. So let's take a listen real quick. How much input should the quarterback have in organizational moves? Veteran quarterback. Yeah, I think it depends on who it is. You know, I think. Well, how about you? Know. you? How much do you have any say in what Seattle does offensively with free agents or draft draft picks? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that it's uh, you know, I, I think that ultimately. For me personally, I, you know, I think that I want to be able to ha- be involved because at the end of the day, it's your legacy. It's your team's legacy. It's, you know, it's the guys you get to go into the huddle with. And at the end of the day, those guys, you got to trust, you know, when you think about, you know, one of the reasons why Tom went to Tampa was because he, he felt like he could trust those guys and Bruce was going to give him the opportunity. I think, I think for, you know, every situation, you have to be able to go into a situation, you know, you think about guys like LeBron, he was able to, you know, be around great players that he can trust. I think for, for me, you know, uh, anytime you bring free agents in, you know, are the players you want the best players, guys who love the game, guys you want to be a part of that. And as a player, you kind of know that you get to be around Pro Bowls, you get to kind of see these guys, you get to be in the huddle with the linemen or or receivers, or you know, um, get to be around defensive guys. And so, you kind of you kind of build that over time and get to see who can really play. You know, as a player, you really know. So, I think that um, I think that relationship is really key, and that dialogue between, you know. Um, you know, especially being a veteran player, you, you know, that dialogue is really important. Yeah, but that's a long-winded way of not answering my question. Are you involved in personnel decisions? Have you been involved in personnel decisions? Not not as much. I don't, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for Do you for me, want to be involved, Russ? Yeah, I, I think it helps. I think it helps to, to, to be involved more. Um, but I think that's that dialogue should, should happen more often, in my opinion. Yeah, but look, I'm worried about the these numbers. You've been sacked 394 times in your career. So you're, you're going to be the most sacked quarterback in the history of the game. I, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you hold on to it a little bit, you know, just because you're looking for that play and you find, you find those guys. But also so many, so many times it turns into touchdowns, too. But, you know, to be to be, uh, you, know, you never want to be sacked that many times, you know, 400 times basically is is way too many, 400 too many, um, you know. So I think that's a big it's a big thing that we got to fix. That's got to be fixed, you know, and, and has to be, you know, at the end of the day, because you know, my goal is to play, you know, 10 to 15 more years. And so when you think about that and longevity and legacy and all that, you know, I, and, you, and you watch the game the other night, you know, the difference between that game was. You know, uh, Tom was taking shots down the field and getting the ball, you know, to, to his guys and stuff like that. But, you know, he wasn't touched, really. He got touched. I think he got sacked one time in the game, you know, um, you know, early on. But, you know, throughout the And other this dogs, doesn't but... even count, Russ, how many times you were hit. I mean, that's 394 sacks. Like, that's a, that's a lot. And, like... I, I I think you also get away quite a bit too, you know. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get away some too. But, <laughs> you do. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot, but, though. Uh, I, th- I think that, you know, we, we got to get better up front. I think that and it's not just passing. I think, you know, in terms of everything you do, you know, you, it, it controls the game as you watch the other night, I think, you know, and um, you know, obviously guys like Dwayne are such an ama- amazing players and uh, you know, to have him come in was a big thing that, that I really wanted to make sure that happened. I think that we all wanted to make sure that happened because um, we knew that what, what a great player Dwayne was, for example. So, you know, and I, so I think that, uh, you know, throughout the next 10 years, it's really important for me personally, but also just, you know, you know, throughout, you know, my career that, 
you know, we make sure that we do the, everything we can, including myself, do everything we can to make sure that 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 doesn't happen. All right, guys, what do you think? All smoke? Oh no, I don't. I don't think it's smoke, man. I think something's going on there. I, it's, I don't. I, he has three years remaining in his contract, I believe. I want to say three, two or three years. None's none's not happened this year, so we we can we can talk about this all we want to the cows come home. It's not happening. It's not happening this year. Maybe in another another couple of years, but I, I don't I don't see them get rid of it. I think my good feeling is he's frustrated. Just, he just frustrated. The Super Bowl was just Sunday. It all started then. He wants to be out there at the big game. Let's just let's just let's relax on it. I think Russell Russell gonna retire. See y'all. I think. Yeah, I, I think I think you hit it right right on the nail. I think that. It just it's just frustration talking and like like we said I mean it's Super Bowl if 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 your quarterback is not upset because you're not in the Super Bowl winning Super Bowls then you know you need to listen to what he's saying because obviously he knows he's the one who's playing quarterback and of course as we're talking about this I just saw an article uh, come across my screen Dallas Cowboys are reportedly tuned to watch for and blockbuster trade for uh, Russell Wilson. Jerry, since you're a Cowboys fan, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, if that were to happen, I mean, honestly, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it happening. I think that, I think what, what, what would be the compensation? What would, what would this be? You know, if, if, if it is, I think that that means the Cowboys are pretty much all they're, they're showing all their cards and their Super Bowl or bust. If that was to happen, I think that you'd have <laughs> you'd have a very very diverse group of cowboy fans and uh, a very diverse state of Texas. But I'm pretty sure a lot a lot of people will be welcoming to Russell Wilson since he's been to the Super Bowl. And that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. For all your latest news and updates, make sure you go to eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also our new YouTube channel, eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.